Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. My name is Pete Wright. I'm sitting around the Cadence Roundtable with Scott Lissett, Director of Service Delivery of Cadence, uh, and uh, John Patton, uh, CEO of Cadence. And we are picking up a, a great big conversation that we started last week. And, and so uh, uh, it's all around OPM3. What is it? Uh, and, uh, John, I wonder if you could give, kick us off by just refreshing us. What is OPM3? Okay, Pete. It's a standard which contains 557 best practices in portfolio, program, and project management. We'll see when you say it, it sounds so simple. Took us five what? years uh, among many volunteers <laughs> at, the, at the Project Management Institute to create this, Pete. But here you are, you just tossed okay. it off. Okay, so it sounds so easy. Scott, why would, uh, why would a company want to use, uh, uh, want to invest in implementing some sort of OPM3 initiative? Well, I think it has great value. Um, and uh, what I would uh, ask uh, senior managers uh, is the following. Uh, are you getting the return you want from your portfolio of projects? Um, are, you, uh, are you doing a good job managing projects? Um, maybe, uh, maybe you think you're doing a good job, but you're really not. Um, now, you may be doing an excellent job now, but uh, can you get even better at it? And uh, so there is a need for an objective standard uh, to assess uh, how well you're doing in your portfolio of uh, programs and projects. And uh, uh, that's why I'm so excited about um, OPM3. So it, it's when you get down to, to the tactical implementation of OPM3, you, you know, we talk about all these, these best practices and all the, the, the various qualifications that go into them. Where do you see the real value for organizations in implementing OPM3? Pete, uh, I'll pick that up. Whenever you ask anybody at any level of any organization, how are you doing, the answer is going to be fine, I guess. Oh, we have ups and downs. So if you get the answer fine, uh, or well, we have room for improvement, um, the question that comes back is, well, how good are you? Can you prove it? And this is where OPM3 comes in. If you say to a to an executive, do you have metrics in place that tell you when your project management process is out of control? When a project is ahead of schedule, behind schedule, do you know it precisely? Uh, how do you address uh, your continued improvement of project management in your organization? Because if you want to have a sustained competitive advantage, you've got to get better and better year after year. Now, the, the great benefit of OPM3 in contrast to previous standards, which had levels 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and you had to conform to all best practices at each level before you got certified, OPM3 allows the executives to, check, to select which best practices are best for their business in the coming year and then put together a plan to implement those same best practices. And um, what I really like about it is that uh, initially there's an assessment piece. So uh, um, you can assess uh, on, a, on a scale uh, and against a set of best practices, uh, how are you doing uh, against those? And then uh, the organization can uh, decide which ones are most important to them. And then, as John just said, uh, 
uh, create an implementation plan for bringing those best practices into the organization. Um, if if the, the organization already has a project management office, uh, it can be coordinated with them. But you don't need a PMO in order to begin implementing uh, some of these uh, best practices that are um, uh, highlighted by uh, the OPM3 uh, assessment. Uh, interesting. Uh, very organic framework. Yes, Pete. Uh, that, that's exactly it. Um, as I talk to executives about OPM3, there's invariably a point where we talk about their standardization of project management inside their organization. And a number of, of these great people I talk to have already documented their project management. But it, about every four to five years, they update that document. Uh, they make improvements, and it is, it is a huge effort. Now, let's say that standardization is done. When I talk about having metrics in place, almost without exception, each one of these executives has said, yes, that's it. We have standardized, but we're very weak in measures. Without measures, we don't have really good control, and we do not have an annual continuous improvement effort. So with an assessment, which tells you annually uh, how many best practices you have in place versus how many you could have in place, uh, we offer this, you know, those of us who are uh, doing consulting in the business uh, offer to people uh, well, here is our analysis. Let's now talk about which best practices are the best for your company in the coming year. And what business results do we want to get from the implementation of these best practices? Uh, this is something that enables us to have so much more control over improving our ability to change, uh, transform ourselves, and uh, have a sustainable competitive advantage. Control and control over the things that matter most to you. That's an important, uh, an important adjustment. It is so critical uh, to people who want to dominate their business niche. This has been another great topic. Again, it can open up uh, hours and hours more. We will come back and, and uh, uh, keep plotting through this. Thanks so much for your time, Jensen. We'll see you next week. Another Ask Cadence.